everyone. Welcome to What Are You Watching? I'm Alex Withrow, and I'm joined by my best man, Nick Dostal. How you doing there, superstar? I, I'm very confused. <laughs> what the fuck am I doing here? <laughs> what, All right. Well, you, 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 you called me to tell me to fire up the mics for no reason we did not have this plan damn right what the fuck am i doing here <laughs> well i asked you i was like okay i have a mini sewed idea now normally i would just do these by myself because i know it's a movie you haven't seen yet a new movie and then i just offered up if you want to be on mic for my mini sewed here then it'll be fun because i'm going to talk about a movie that i liked a lot that i don't think you're gonna expect me to have liked a lot that's Creed 3. Oh, Saw Creed 3. God. <laughs> Fuck you then. You can hang up. <laughs> Go solar on my own. Creed 3? The reason, yeah, the reason why I thought this would be fun is because, not necessarily publicly, but I have not been the biggest fan of Creed 1 and definitely not Creed 2. They're okay. They're fine. I'm going to get to them. But... Sitting here, fresh off my IMAX viewing of Creed 3, which Michael B. Jordan told me to see in IMAX, so I did. <laughs> a lot of fun. I see a lot in the theater. I can't help myself. New movies, I don't know. They're okay. I see a lot of them. You see all of them. I get different levels. <laughs> well, I get different levels of enjoyment out of movies. I try to take something away from at least every movie. For new movies, especially this early in the year, it's only the beginning of March, I usually don't have enough good things to say about a movie to fill a whole mini-sode like this, but today is different because <laughs> Creed 3 is a really good movie. It's actually really well done, and it's really well made by its star, Michael B. Jordan. Is it perfect? No. I don't know. What is perfection? Mm. I did not expect perfection. It's the third movie and a franchise that already had six other franchise yeah. <laughs> movies, the Rocky films, behind it, right? And moreover, as I already mentioned, I was not the biggest fan of Creed or Creed Two, so I'm just coming here just urging people to give Creed Three a chance if you weren't considering it, because I, a lot of, of the reason why I wanted to talk about it is to bring up the boxing aspect of it, so that's how this conversation's going to go. Mostly going to talk about the boxing in the movies, not really like the other content. So yeah, that's it. That's how we're going to start Creed Three. Well, the movie. I mean, I am I am flabbergasted, and I am excited to hear about this. <laughs> but uh, all right, yeah, let's get into it. Creed Three is a good movie, but just there's a lot of stuff about it where I really didn't think I was going to like it. I'm going to get to all that, but first, let me try to let me set up Creed Three and where I'm coming from a little bit. Be with the first Creed, because Creed, directed by Ryan Coogler, is fine. I love what Coogler and Michael B. Jordan created together with Fruitvale Station. It's an absolutely gutting film that I've only been able to watch once. And I love how they carried that through with Creed and Black Panther. The reason why I haven't fully appreciated these films, the Creed films so far, is because I do not think the boxing is that well done in these movies. Have you, I, I should guess I should start here. Have you seen Creed 1 or 2? I've seen Creed 1. Oh, okay, yep. cool. I didn't know yep. that. Well, those scenes really don't land for me. I watched every Creed film on Thursday, 1 and 2 are on Hulu, and then I dashed to the theater to watch 3. And I can tell you, as a lifelong fan of boxing, someone who's been involved with the sport on and off for like 20 years, I don't still compete, none of that shit. I just punch various bags every morning and sometimes teach other people how to do that too. Anyway, 
like a, as a lifelong admirer of the sport, the sweet science, the boxing scenes in Creed 3 are far superior than the boxing scenes in the first two films. Just my opinion, but this was not an opinion I was anticipating because I, I will admit I was being a bit of a hater for Creed 3, more so with our friend Dan, who guested with us on the Babylon episode and maybe coming up to join us on an episode or two, hint, hint. I, I've been texting with him a lot. Like it, it's been all in jest, but essentially, like I was, I wasn't expecting much. You know, Michael B. Jordan coming in directing, and I'm like, I, I don't know, is this, oh, is this going to work out? And he directed, yeah, he's oh, Michael B. Jordan produced and directed this movie. He also was saying as part of the promotion of the film that anime was a big influence on the boxing scenes. That did not sound good to me at all. I was like, oh, you are not checking my boxes, man. So. And God damn it, it worked. Like, it actually wow. really did. He used it a little bit, not all the time. When he started using it, I was getting nervous. That's why instead of just giving traditional Creed reviews today, I just want to talk about all the boxing scenes in each of the movies. I want to talk about how he used this quote-unquote anime style. Michael B. Jordan directed Creed 3. And when that was announced, I guess I was being a little judgy again, not publicly just, and it's all in jest, but like, I knew I'm going to see, I knew I was going to see the movie regardless. So with my friends, I'm allowed to poke a little fun at it. That's, that's how I view it. I don't go on the podcast and talk shit. And I was eating my words publicly. I'm eating my words publicly now. And I was eating them privately because Dan was my first text. And I said, if anyone was going to find a reason to not like this movie, you know, it was going to be me. And I really enjoyed my time with it. (laughs) So being uh, someone who has a specific eye for I mean we've we've talked about things like this on previous episodes when boxing has been um brought up in a movie but what is your criteria like what is it that mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. are looking for when you're watching a movie that contains boxing you're like all right if you do these set of things you've already you're, you've checked your boxes as you said yes yes well okay so I will explain a little bit about how I view these scenes in movies because most every movie buff I know also has at least one other interest in life, something that they possess knowledge about. So when they see that depicted in a movie, they are extra critical of it right away. I can say you and professional wrestling, Mm -hmm. any movie about professional wrestling, you're just going to judge it with a little more scrutiny. I have friends who are lawyers who hate courtroom dramas because they're unrealistic. Uh, doctors poke fun at medical procedures and dramas. Neil deGrasse Tyson takes the piss out of any space movie. You get what I'm trying to say. I do this with boxing movies. I used to do it to an extreme. I used to only respond to boxing scenes in movies that were portrayed as realistic. I had to feel the punches in order for me to respond. Obvious things like air punches where you see them widely missing their opponent's face. That would take me out. Other things like massive power hit after massive power hit over and over to the face, to the face. That takes me out. That's not realistic. Knocking each other down six times each in a single fight. That takes me out. So I always looked for realism. And then I started studying a little movie called Raging Bull a little more aggressively. And I realized that realism has nothing to do with the boxing scenes in that movie. That's all about tone, atmosphere, fear, pressure. That's what Scorsese conjures up so well in Raging Bull. They were changing the size of the ring. They were slowing down movements all for artistic integrity, not for hyper boxing realism. And 
it really made me feel the essence of what Jake LaMotta was going through as opposed to what it must feel like to kind of be in the ring, you know, he ain't pretty no more. God, I love that movie. So I will always prefer realism in boxing scenes. All this to say now, 2023, I just don't expect boxing scenes to be as hyper-realistic as I once wanted them to be. In fact, I think actually, actually, Rocky Balboa in 2006 started this very dangerous trend of HBO-ifying all the boxing scenes in movies where that hyper HD, that HBO counter clock at the bottom that has the rounds and the timer, you have the HBO announcers. I'm not really a fan of that style at all. And that really seems to have prevailed, especially in boxing movies in the last 15 years. Like I, I've always made the argument that if we want pay-per-view, we can rent pay-per-view. Like, why did you take all this money you had for a movie and turn it into a pay-per-view show for 30 minutes? I've never really, I've never really dug that, but that's what I like. I like being in the ring and feeling, feeling the punches. I'm not really a fan of the hardcore CG backgrounds, which um, is something I'm going to ding Creed for up here. But so that's it. That's how, that's kind of what I look for. It's a long answer, but that will kind of give some insight into how I'm going to judge the Creed, Creed 2, and Creed 3 fight scenes here. That's it. When we're done with the, the Creed 3 conversation, based on the criteria that we're talking about, I would love to hear if you had like a top five favorite boxing movies for the boxing only point of view. Funny you should mention that because my little outline that I expected to do solo, I do have some <laughs> to call out at the end. So I'm not going to leave people hanging. Don't worry. I'm definitely going to land on my favorite kind of boxing scenes, boxing movies, all that stuff. Because, okay, let's. To define, like, what is a boxing movie, it's a hard thing to define, especially when you watch Creed, Creed 2, and Creed 3 back to back to back, because the template for a boxing film is that you start with a fight, it ends quickly, you have a fight at, like, the 45 or one hour mark, usually that doesn't go our protagonist's way, and then there's some sort of rematch, and then there's a big final fight. The Rocky movies, the Creed movies, it's not wall-to-wall boxing. It's really, I mean, I actually time them because I'm a nerd, but <laughs> fight one in Creed. It's in Mexico. It's quick. It starts with a great one-er shot. It's done in round one. Just a really quick intro to who this Creed guy is. And actually, the most effective part of this scene is right as Creed is celebrating a victory in the ring, the movie hard cuts to him at his shitty desk job in LA the next day. It's just great stuff. It's great. So fight two is the one that got a lot of attention. The second fight in Creed is done in one take. It's a round and a half. It's all real time. And it is well staged. I will say that. The first time I saw this movie, you know, I didn't know there was going to be a one take fight. So once I caught on to what they were doing, I was like, oh man, this is so impressive. Like I'm really enjoying this. However, however, on repeat viewings, just doesn't hold up for me. It looks very very choreographed and it looks more like look what i can do with my camera as opposed to look how we can put on a realistic fight that's all now as camera work it's great camera work i'm just talking about the the fighting here that's all i'm just talking about the kind of realism or the impact of the fighting scenes that's all it's still a really cool scene don't get me wrong all right creed fight three the final big fight hbo style very hd very bright it's announced by Max and Jim. The HBO announcers love those guys. Got the timer in the bottom right. The fight is staged okay, but it just doesn't look or feel like any of these punches hurt. 
And I, I, I felt that the first time I was watching him, there's no, it's just not dynamic in the way that it looks. I mean, the close-ups, honestly, and this is true for, this is true of fights in all three of these films. The close-ups are tough with that green screen background. You can see some of that lagging. And I don't know when that decision was made to, for crowd shots, we're only doing CG from now on. We're not even going to like, I, I get that it's COVID. It wasn't COVID in 2015 when they made Creed, but I don't know, like, is it really cheaper to do those CG backgrounds as opposed to hiring all the extras? I guess it must be. It must just be less hassle. I, I don't know. But it doesn't look as good. Sorry, it just doesn't. Yeah, it looks <laughs> terrible. It looks absolutely terrible. I can't stand That was something I noticed with those movies. You, you can substitute the roar of a crowd. I mean, you can do it manufactured with sound and all that. But if I don't see like a giant like crowd of people that are are actively engaged in what they're watching if it's a, mm -hmm. it feels like a video game yes yes exactly and the backgrounds really do look like a video game like i've seen i don't play video games but i've seen some of this new shit in the background I'm like oh my god it just looks so especially with creed too i really felt that the it does take me out a little bit because it just feels like two guys in a ring fighting which is fine but i don't feel any of that crowd involvement which does help amplify that tension. You know, this final fight scene in Creed is 12 minutes. This isn't a spoiler. It is exactly what happens in the first Rocky film. But Kugler has a way of staging this third fight scene where a lot of times when a big punch is thrown, we're behind the main puncher. And when they throw, we kind of can't see the person's face where it's going to land. So then the person could just do that very obvious like head tilt back thing where they're pretending to get punched. I really didn't like the boxing in, in that first movie that much. I was really surprised that I really thought I was going to like it more. Just wasn't really for me. Now we're going to move on to Creed 2. Three fights again in Creed 2. The first fight starts right away. It definitely feels like every fight in Creed 2 feels like an extension of the final fight of Creed, which is they're in, it looks like the same setting. They've changed up the background a little bit, the CGI background. But they all feel about the same, which to me means they're all a little bit flat. I think the camera is definitely way less afraid to get in the ring in, the, in that movie with them. There's no regard for long takes, which I appreciate. That was something Kugler really seemed to focus on in the first movie. The second movie, it's just, it's a totally different cutting pattern, but it has a little more steam. But again, those CG backgrounds, like, I don't want to harp on it too much, but there's no tension or relief for any of it. I don't know. It just feels flat. Not very memorable. The second fight in Creed 2 is Creed versus Victor. So I got to set you up here. So the second fight in Creed 2 is Creed versus Victor. Victor is the son of Ivan Drago from Rocky IV. Oh, wow. <laughs> to, to, to kind of put it in context for you. Yes, and he's there. Drago is in the movie. Dol old Dolph. Rocky can't watch the fight. He thinks Creed is way outmatched. He's in his restaurant watching. Wood Harris is Creed's trainer. Love Wood Harris. Wood is actually playing Duke's son, Duke, who uh, trained Apollo Creed and then later trained Rocky. So I love that whole connection. To your point, there are some POV shots in the second fight that really look like virtual reality from a video game or something. It does not work. The HBO-ification of this, the Hyper HD, really doesn't work. It's only a five-minute long fight. And you're kind of seeing... I think everyone's kind of getting the point of what I'm saying. The third fight is pretty much the same thing. It's Creed versus Victor 2. 
Creed train like Rocky did in Rocky Four, but this time he's in the desert punching tires and shit. How, how was the montage? Was the montage Rocky worthy? Yeah, maybe I should be focusing on the montage. The montage in Creed One is like really iconic. He's running in Philly. Meek Mill is playing. All the guys on the bikes are kind of following behind him and cheering him on. It's really cool. The Creed Two montage is great as well. It's a direct homage to Rocky Four. He was in like the mountains and shit, running in the, running in the snow. Creed is in the desert, but. It's a one-to-one ratio, so it's, it's, always, it's always a lot of fun. The Rocky, Creed montages, they're always a lot of fun. But the way this fight looks, I honestly, re-watching Creed 2, the most interesting thing is that they're fighting in Moscow, which would, like, never happen today. Like, I, I went, oh my god, that's Moscow? The way, uh, you know, Russian relations are kind of makes Creed 2 a, a bit of a historical artifact. They actually filmed in Moscow? I don't know if they actually filmed there, but that's where it takes place. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Even narratively, they would um, set it there now for, you know, obvious news reasons. Now, what this final fight is doing is it is doing the 300 thing where they're speeding it up and slow mowing it and speeding it up. That I don't really like. It's, you know, the end of this fight is not good. I, I didn't like how it and just again, no tension. It's 12 minutes long. No tension. Ah. Anyway. I would not be doing this podcast if that's how it was going to end. And I was just going to say the same shit for Creed 3. <laughs> like, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be worth doing it. If it sounds like I'm judging Creed Creed 2 a little too harshly, I actually like the other aspects of those movies more than the boxing. I'm going to get to some of that later when I talk about the cast, but that's the thing. I'm just here talking about boxing scenes today, and they kind of fall flat until we get to Creed 3. And I don't want to overhype this, but... Again, as a lifelong boxing fan, I thought they really did a good job. So we actually get four fights in Creed 3. Well, to set up Creed 3, we have Adonis Creed played by Michael B. Jordan. And he has a quick fight, which is fight number two, which I'll get to. But after that, he goes into retirement. And now he's working about like building up new fighters. He's training them with Wood Harris in their gym. The movie begins with fight one. It's a quick fight from his past in which it is shown that Creed is kind of the sidekick to this other guy, Damien. Damien's a little older, a little bigger, a lot of swagger. They're in LA. Dr. Dre's The Watcher is blasting. Damien picks Creed up at his nice house. And then they go kind of sneak off to this, you know, small underground fight in which Damien just absolutely pummels the guy he's fighting and everything's going to be good. Damien does seem to be a little bit of a loose cannon. He's walking around with a gun. Things don't go well. I don't want to say how. Things don't go well. And Damien ends up going to prison for 18 years. So kind of the crux of Creed 3 is now that Damien's out, he wants his, you know, because he was a boxing prospect, but he's been gone. And now his, you know, his buddy, his little buddy is this famous world champion fighter and he wants his too. So fight two, which is pretty quickly after fight one in Creed. Now we're 15 years later. Creed is fighting the final guy from the first movie, pretty Ricky Conlon. I will say, this probably has the worst CG of any of the boxing scenes in any Creed film, to the point where I was out. I went, nope, because we're early in the movie. We're still really early. And I went, dude, I, I can see like green hazing around their heads. I can, and I can see lagging, like you move this too quickly. It, wasn't, it just wasn't looking good for me. And Jonathan fucking Major shows up. And the first fight we get with him, you know, it's like an hour into the movie, is so well done. And that lack of tension that I've been talking about, that's immediately gone because what they do is they have such a good soundtrack and a soundscape for it 
And this is why Michael B. Jordan has been telling people to go see this in IMAX. Like, he has a scene, Majors does. He's not fighting Creed. It's just he's fighting, he's actually fighting Creed's main prospect that he wants to, you know, train for to be the heavyweight. So this is a big fight. And he get Majors gets rocked in the face so hard that when he goes to sit on the bench, he tries to take out his mouth guard and it hurts. And the, the sound really amplifies. And this is not a dude who shows a lot of pain. And it, he's like, his eyes water. And I really felt it. And I'm like, ooh, and I'm doing that grimace thing. I don't do that in Creed or Creed 2 at all. And it, it hurts because his fucking tooth has been knocked out. So he has to spit it out. But the sound of like, like that would hurt really bad. And it was just, it was so well done. Really, really great fight. One of the reasons it's a great fight is that Jonathan Majors knows how to box. This is very clear. And he has a fighting style that's a lot of fun to watch. He's very um, defensive. So he'll use his hands to block, which is a very tricky way to fight because you have to use so much more energy because you're constantly guarding yourself with your hands. I mean, you should be guarding yourself anyway, but his defense is very, very active. And then he has this very unconventional style of punching people in places where you don't think it would hurt, like their shoulder. But I mean, you get someone who could knock over a tank with their punch, punching you twice in the shoulder, she can hurt, man. So that's fight three and we're really moving. And I, I just I enjoyed that a lot. Okay, I do want to talk about Jonathan Majors really quick because his first role was actually in Hostels by Scott Cooper. I don't know if you remember him in it, but it's a small role. Yeah. Ooh, I love that movie. Yeah, I've seen him in White Boy Rick, The Last Black Man in San Francisco, Jungle Land, Defy Bloods, The Harder They Fall, Devotion. That's just in the last six years. Of course, his one major role that neither of us have seen is as Kang the Conqueror on the TV show Loki and currently in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Haven't seen that one, but I can confidently say that Damian Anderson in Creed 3 is his best work yet. The low-key, on-the-yard intimidation swagger he has is really effective. I heard Jordan, and he used Nick Nolte and Robert De Niro, their relationship in the beginning of Cape Fear as an influence. You can really feel that in their first encounter as adults. You just don't know what this Damian guy is going to do. Great tension. Loved it. So, of course, I mean, this isn't giving anything away, but if you've seen the preview, this is all leading to Jonathan Majors, Damien, getting in the ring with Michael B. Jordan, Creed, who has retired, and they're going to fight right in the middle of Dodger Stadium. Cool setup. They're setting it up with drone shots. It does look a little fake, but I, I don't know. I guess we have to get over it. Like, could they not film in Dodger Stadium? And then, I, I don't know, COVID. This is why I can't be as hard on these boxing scenes anymore, because it seems like everyone is doing this. Everyone is just using CG for crowd. So that's just the way it is. But this does look the best of all the Creed fights. It just, interestingly, the final fights in Creed and Creed 2 are about 12 minutes. This one's only about nine minutes long, but it's the best fight in the entire franchise so far. It was so cool. I mean, Majors, his fighting style is just all power. Again, great defense. They have different fighting styles. Let's go into this anime thing a little bit. There are a few times, a few times when he will slow it down. I don't watch a lot of anime, but I get what he's saying. He'll slow it down and show like, for instance, the sweat, like just the beads barely coming off of a fighter's back after they get hit. A few times when he used it, I thought to great effect to really showcase how quickly a fighter has to think. And when you see that opening, that those hands part for a millisecond, a fraction of a second, that's when you have to pounce and hope to get your shot in. But that's it. Again, this is a mini so. These aren't like deep dive episodes. Just trying to have a little fun. I want people to go see Creed 3. 
And the fighting in it, the boxing is really good. And I'm going to talk about some of the other aspects of the movie really quick, but good shit. Really enjoyed it. Best Creed film so far. Well, dude, that's fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Seen in IMAX too, if you're going to go. I mean, the, the sound, whoa. They, sorry, I shouldn't have mentioned that. I let you talk and then I fucking cut you off right away. Classic. Yeah, it's okay. <laughs> the, the sound is like, <laughs> you really, really felt those punches land. And I... I don't know if I've ever seen a boxing movie in IMAX before or if one has been made for IMAX. That's what honestly got me to pay for it in IMAX. And I I just really appreciate it. I'm going to go again just to watch at least to watch that final fight because it was a lot of fun to sit in and just watch. You know, the boxing in Creed is uh, better than a lot of other really famous movies. I'll, I'll get to some of those. I'm not trying to be like a hater and everything. It's just it's my personal thing with the CG. I can tell Michael B. Jordan trained well for each film. The man can fight. Everyone who steps into the ring in any of these movies, I can tell they know how to fight. I respect that. I appreciate that. I just never really felt the tension of the fighting scenes until this third movie. And give movies a chance, folks. Michael B. Jordan's got the best shoulders in the business. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's talk about Michael B. Jordan because, again, he did direct this, which is quite an accomplishment. I've been a fan of his since 2002 when he played Wallace in season one of The Wire. And if you know, wow, do you know, he was so good in that show. He was so good in Friday Night Lights as Vince Howard in later seasons. I already mentioned Fruitvale Station. If you want to really know the impact that screening had on me, you can listen, you can listen to episode 69, Movies That Made Us Cry. Wow, so, so intense. And then his career takes off. Creed, Black Panther, Just Mercy, the first movie he produces. Without Remorse, which I didn't see, but he also produces. This is important. And now we have Creed 3, which he produced and directed. I mean, he has a legitimate PGA credit at the end of this film. Good for him. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. That's awesome. I wonder if he'll do something outside of the Creed films as the next directorial effort. It'll be, I'm going to watch it closely. I really want to see what else he has in that regard. Tessa Thompson as Bianca, Creed's wife. I have always loved her. She has a they have a really strong argument scene in this movie where they are screaming at each other and she will not back down. A lot of fun to watch. Wood Harris. Always loved Wood Harris. He plays Little Duke in here, as I mentioned. Duke is who trained Apollo Creed and then he later trained Rocky. I love that connection here. Another connection. Wood Harris is probably best known for immortalizing Avon Barksdale on the wire. My God. Avar and Little Wallace have some connection in season one, so it's cool to see them on screen together again. You have Felicia Rashad, Claire Huxtable there as the mom, and then Myla Davis-Kent, who plays Bianca and Adonis' daughter, Amara. She's a deaf actress. This was a plot point in Creed 2 that when Bianca had a child, she found out the child was going to be deaf, and now she's older, and they just worked really well together, the three of them, learning sign language and doing that. It was a really nice human aspect to put on a boxing film and i appreciated that that's it for creed creed 2 creed 3 go see creed 3 in theaters if you want to watch some kick-ass stuff here's how i want to end some of my favorite boxing films which i'm really just gonna like i just have a few notes you can ask me more questions about them if you want and then i'm gonna end my i don't have a what are you watching and again i thought i was gonna be doing this solo but my sort of what are you watching is going to be an explanation of my favorite film in the Rocky franchise and why it is my favorite. Ooh, I'm going to guess. Well, don't guess yet because we still have a ways to go. No, just yeah, my favorite boxing films. I mean, the boxing film really is a legacy in Hollywood. For a while, it seemed like every major male movie star wanted to do one or a version of one sort of as a rite of passage. 
I'm only going to talk about right now boxing movies that I like, ones that I think have legitimately good boxing scenes. These aren't in any particular order. I'm just going to kind of start with some somewhat recent ones. The Boxer with Daniel Day-Lewis mm. does not have a lot of boxing at all. But as we mentioned on the DDL pod, a lot of professional boxers who have watched that said that's the closest an actor has ever come to how it looks, how they move. So I just want to call that one out. I'm more calling that out as like as the rite of passage thing for an actor. Like DDL's got his boxing movie. Denzel's got his boxing movie with the Hurricane, a movie I've always really appreciated, directed by Norman Norman Jewison. Really, really good boxing in that. It really looks like Denzel worked hard. De Niro, of course, did it with Raging Bull, a movie I already mentioned. Certainly not the most realistic boxing scenes, but some of the most awesome in terms of cinematic power. If you are putting on a movie and you do want to watch boxing, this is a bit of a cheat. There's a documentary called When We Were Kings about Muhammad Ali fighting George Foreman in the Rumble of the Jungle, Zaire, Africa. I just recommend people go on YouTube and watch the Rumble in the Jungle on its own because that thing, God, it just holds up. It's eight rounds of bliss. Speaking of the Rumble in the Jungle, my favorite film to ever feature boxing and the most realistic boxing scenes (laughs) is Michael Mann's Ali, Ah. made in 2001, starring, who's in that? Jamie Foxx is in that. Ron Silver's great as Angelo Dundee. Michael Williamson as uh, Don King. I don't feel like I'm missing too many people. There's like Jeffrey Wright as a photographer. Love Muhammad Ali. Great film. Michael Mann, uh, no stranger to painstaking detail, really got it right, really did his research. Their recreation of the Rumble in the Jungle and the end of that film is my favorite boxing scene in any movie. I know that movie doesn't have a lot of fans. I love it. Don't know what to say. That's the closest watching a movie that it is that it has ever felt like being in the ring to me. I'm just going to call out some other boxing movies that I like and some that people are like, hey, you're doing a kind of boxing mini-sode. Why didn't you mention this movie? So I'm going to do a few of those and then we're going to be done. Again, this has been around for a long time. John Garfield in Body and Soul, 1947. He wanted, he wanted to do a boxing movie. Robert Ryan, an actor I love, in 1949. He was in a real-time boxing movie called The Setup. It takes place in real time, 72 minutes long. I love that movie. James Earl Jones did it with The Great White Hope. Fat City, yeah. John Huston movie, is Stacy Keach versus Jeff Bridges. Come on, 1972. You like that one? I, I like that movie. I love that movie. Yeah. I love Fat City. I was going to bring it up. Oh, were, are you were? Okay. Yeah. Rocky completely changes the boxing movie landscape, the game, 1976. It wins Best Picture. It announces this kind of little-known performer named Sylvester Stallone to the scene, The Champ. Starring John Voight. So here's another actor who did the boxing movie. That's a remake of a 1931 film with Wallace Berry, who won Best Actor for that film. Homeboy, written by Mickey Rourke, starring Mickey Rourke and Christopher Walken. Not a great film, but Rourke wanted his boxing movie. Play it to the bone. (laughs) Antonio Banderas and Woody Harrelson. Uh, One of the most unrealistic final fights I've ever seen. It is so fun. It is just so over the top and ridiculous. Million Dollar Baby. Interesting one. Huge thing when it came out. Huge movie. One picture. One director. A lot of haters now. A lot of people hating on that movie. I watched it a little bit ago. I watched it for a pod. God, I don't even know which one it would have been for. But I definitely put it on for one. And... I still really like it. Sorry, I've been in those underground, not underground, but I've been in those sweaty gyms. 
I've seen, I've been to fights with that level, that boxing circuit level where you're not like world champions. You're, you know, there's just a few people, few rowdy people in the crowd, some drinking. It got that right. I like the boxing in that movie. I like that movie. I get that that movie pulls the rug out from under you, but whatever. I like it and I like it a lot. (laughs) Cinderella Man, Russell Crowe wanted a boxing movie. I haven't really watched that since 2006. I enjoyed that movie. Yeah, no, it's there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah, it's good. The boxing is okay in the end. That final fight, it's an okay fight. Mark Wahlberg wanted to play Mickey Ward and be in the fighter for a very long time. He kept in shape for a very long time. The fighter is not a movie I like. We, you and I have talked about it. I, I'm talking in terms of boxing. I'm not a David O. Russell fan. I don't really like his shooting style and his cutting patterns. I love Amy Adams, Christian Bale, mm-hmm. Melissa Leo, and Mark Wahlberg in the movie. I really do. Bale and Leo deserve their Oscars for it. All good. However, if you are a fan of Mickey Ward, and if Mickey Ward, like me, got you into the sport of boxing and made you want to become a fighter, not just him, it was his three fights with Arturo Gatti that completely changed boxing for me. And if you are going to the fighter to look for awesome Mickey Ward style fighting scenes, uh, go spend a little less than an hour and a half watching Mickey Ward one, probably my favorite boxing fight of recent memory, certainly of this century, Mickey Ward and Arturo Gatti two, and then part three. And they're, they are great, great fights. So that's what I recommend instead of watching the fighter. I don't know. Southpaw, Jake Gyllenhaal mm. wanted a boxing movie. Um, one, if not the just worst and dumbest fighting style I've ever seen in a movie <laughs> from an actor when he announces that you, I believe, I only saw this once in the theater. I believe it's something that he has to get the ever loving shit kicked out of him before he fights back. Like he wants to feel the pain, feel the punches. Uh, that is very idiotic and very dumb. <laughs> don't, don't anyone ever do that if you are fighting, whether you're in a ring or not. Someone dies early on in that movie, and that is the most memorable thing about it. That movie has like a horrific death scene of someone dying, just in how believable it is of them dying. 2016, what a year for the boxing film. All true stories bleed for this with Miles Teller, uh-huh. Chuck, where Liev Schreiber is playing Chuck Webner. Hands of Stone, where Edgar Ramirez was playing Roberto Duran. No mas, no mas. That's it. I mean, there are so many boxing movies. There are so, so many. But if someone's like, what are your favorite boxing movies? I'm putting on Ali. Put, I love the hurricane. I love the fights in Raging Bull, even the one where he's playing possum in the beginning. And I, I do like Million Dollar Baby. But let's talk about these Rocky movies or one in particular. What's my favorite Rocky film? You can pick Rocky through Rocky Balboa. So that's Rocky 1 through 5 and the Rocky Balboa. That's what I considered in contention here. My guess is see your favorite? Two. Yes, good job. Yes. Why are you guessing two? Have I mentioned that? No, you haven't. But I, I remember us at one point talking about Rocky and just the overall franchise. I think we both kind of had like a feeling that, like, well, I mean, I love the first one. But we we were singing the praises of two, and when two doesn't really get enough love, and I think I was like, two is really good, and you were like, yes, two is very good, but I didn't think it was going to be your favorite, but it was a shot, kind of by a long shot, and I gotta, yeah, of course, preface this by saying I am not casting any hate toward Rocky at all. 
But I do think two is a better movie. It's the one I've seen the most, and I like it. I like. I, I get that a large part of one is the romance, like getting to know yeah. them and the romance. But I like that that's already built in. Yeah, we, are, we just get to kind of assume that they're in a good place. The main reason I like Rocky two the best. It definitely has the best montage to me. It does. That's when he's like really, really going for it. That's the one. If I'm looking up a Rocky montage, yeah, like getting hyped one. I don't go to Rocky one. I go no. to Rocky two. I really think that one's better. I actually think the montage in Rocky Balboa is really good too. I really like the way they did that. But moreover, Rocky two has the best ending fight scene because of how that final fight ends when they both knock each other down. But I just love that, and no one can do that again without being a direct reference to Rocky two. And I think the coolest thing about the final fight scene in Rocky is how no attention is put on the fact that he loses, like that, because that's not the point. Because that movie right there and not putting any attention on the fact that he lost to Apollo Creed, it's telling you, you we just tricked you into watching a love story. That's what this movie was. Yeah. That's why it won Best Picture. Boxing movies don't often win Best Picture. I mean, you got to jump all the way to Million Dollar Baby, but that's, you know, Clint having a lot to do with that. But Rocky too, I just, I love that final scene. And, you know, whoever stands up wins, who can ever get on their feet. And everyone's, you know, watching the wives are yelling, yeah, get up, Rock. You know, he's yeah. <laughs> old, old Mick's going crazy. I, yeah, I really love it. But um, with uh, Adrian kicking off the, that, the montage in Rocky 2 with, you could do one thing for me, win. And then what are we waiting for? Like, I just fucking love it. <laughs> Damn, I love you have it a so really much. absurdly good <laughs> Burgess Meredith impression. <laughs> <laughs> I just love him. So- and it, I mean, Stallone working out, it still might be. My favorite watching an actor work out just when he's like passing that medicine ball to the guy and he's like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come just on, ask come him on. for it. And the dude's slapping him over and over the stuff. Come on. Come on. Ah, oh, I never have enjoyed someone going for it, trying to go the distance more. And honestly, just talking about it now, I did not prepare for Creed 3 by watching all the Rocky films. I did watch Creed and Creed 2, but this makes me want to kind of as soon as we turn this mic off to go watch that montage. The montage to the end of Rocky 2. And then for an extra bonus, you can put on Rocky 3 and watch the final five minutes of Rocky 2 <laughs> in the beginning of Rocky 3, which is always fun. No hate on Rocky 3 or 4. I'll hate all day on 5. That is not a good movie. Yeah. And I was very nervous that Creed 3 was going for that. Like the, you know, the guy that he helped like bring up now wants some, but it wasn't that. They had a different angle for it, which I really appreciated. But that's it. That's it for a Creed 3 minisode here. This would have been a lot shorter, probably, if you weren't here. And I'm glad you could tag along. You're welcome. Yes. Oh, God. What a service you've done us all this afternoon. All right. That's it. Go see Creed 3. If you like boxing movies, you like boxing scenes, let us know on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. But as always, thank you for listening and happy watching. Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. You can watch my films and read my movie blog at alexwithrow.com. NicholasDostel.com is where you can find all of Nick's film work. Send us mailbag questions at whatareyouwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or find us on Twitter at W-A-Y-W underscore podcast. Next time, we're going to check in right before the 95th Annual Academy Awards and argue about the most current Oscar narratives. Who's going to win? Who do we want to win? Fun stuff. Stay tuned.